Oh, what are what are we even going to do after this awkward intro? I mean, we're going to talk about a movie after the awkward intro. Okay, well, this is the awkward intro. So, what are what are what are we going to do for a cold open? I mean, it's just the two of us. It hasn't been just the two of us in a while. Long time. I don't think we've done that on this show at all. At all, no. So I, I miss Zach. I I do too. It's it's nice to spend time with you one on one, but it's, yeah, yeah, it is. Fun. But it'll be nice to have Zach back. Indeed. Then it's just fun to say Zach back. Indeed, it is. Yeah. Uh, you been watching anything? You saw saw a movie, but we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, yeah. I've 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 been watching a few things. You know, and yeah. we we've been gaining some followers on the shark stuff. So we've been watching a lot of shark stuff. I, I, that's awesome. We've got a couple response videos coming up this week, I think. Nice. Hopefully a response to uh, one of the comments that I laid about a suggestion for a shark-related content. I'm not going to say no. Sweet. Yeah. I've, I've been watching nothing but YouTube. I have, I have found a college humor show called Um Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Manny loves that show. It, it's, it's so amazing and it makes me go i am that guy (laughs) (laughs) i am the nerd mansplainer who's just that pedantic (laughs) i uh i try not to be unless someone like questions it in front of me like they'll say something wrong i'm like just gonna let it go just let it go you don't need to say it and then they'll go that's not right is it like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like when TikTok calls you out for being that person. Like, you know, when you see like the Lord of the Rings one, when Aragorn kicks the helmet, it's like, don't fucking say it. Don't fucking say it. Do you know Viggo Mortensen broke his toe when he kicked the helmet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's me. Thanks, ass. <laughs> I'm, in this, I'm in this video and I don't like it. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We're watching, watching some interesting stuff. Um, yeah. In fact, me and Leanne just watched a uh, a documentary on Creedence Clearwater Revival tonight that I I was pretty excited about. Nice. It's called Traveling Band. And I need to watch more docs. Just like the last one I watched was, what was it? That Netflix one about the danger theme park. I can't even remember. Action Park, I think is what it was. Oh, uh, no, that was on... um, that was on HBO Max. Was it? And it was called Class Action Park. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. it was about Action Park, but it was yeah. about how, how much of a liability it was. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Those, those are the docs that I like. One where it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't need to know this information, but I'm happy yeah, to have it. Honestly, I was just looking around for something to watch that the, the kids were home, but they were hanging out in their room and uh, I just had a little time to kill and I was like, I, I want to watch something, but I don't want to watch something that I'm going to have to pause if they come in the room. So, uh, Creedence Clearwater. Wow. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> Creedence doc seemed like the perfect <laughs> option for that. And like 45 minutes of the documentary is just straight concert footage. So yeah. Nice. Like, like they do a whole bunch of this is this is where Credence started and this is where Credence ended up before this specific concert. Now watch this concert. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Good time. Indeed. All right, sir. You want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. 
Hello, all you beautiful people up there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And we are alone, but we are still your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscars podcast, a show where we normally discuss Oscar winners throughout history to try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. We're not doing that this week. What are we doing this week and what are we watching? We are watching Event Horizon, a movie with a synopsis enter here that I forgot to write ahead of time. Mm. fucking crazy <laughs> that's what this movie is it's fucking crazy hey you like eldritch horror <laughs> this has got a lot of it space mythos <sighs> all right and is this your first time seeing event horizon uh, no i watched it twice <laughs> also a no you watched it twice this week <laughs> i did <laughs> Uh, do you remember your first time seeing Event Horizon? Um, so weirdly enough, somebody, I think it was Josh Khan, had mentioned wanting to sit down and watch Sphere and Event Horizon one day. And I don't remember when it was, but I remember I did that exact fucking thing <laughs> where I watched Sphere. And I was like, you know what? I should watch Event Horizon because I think I remember the trailers being relatively similar. No, 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 those are no, no. very different movies. <laughs> Not even close. So um, they have similar elements. Space. Well, space. Space versus water. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the haunting of the imagination. Yeah. Um, I myself, uh, in 1997, skipped theaters and saw this movie in a movie theater. And after rewatching it this week, I kind of realized that uh, I think a lot of my horror movie taste started with this movie. That yeah, <laughs> or you were fucked up at twelve years old. <laughs> thirteen, was it thirteen? Yeah, okay, yep. yeah. Uh, and this was around the time that you know I try to I try to find what movie we paid for and then skip to this, but I I looked at a couple weeks of when this was out and I I couldn't decide what it was. Mm. Um, but unlike uh, when we paid to see Cundon and saw um, Fallen with mm. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Or when I paid to see What Dreams May Come and ended up seeing uh, Urban Legend. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I don't know what's better there. Um, having watched both of those films rather recently, I'm going Urban Legend. Fair enough. Like Fair you enough. asked me 10 years ago, I'm probably saying the opposite. And I'm not saying Urban Legend's a great film. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sure. Just cannot fucking stand Jared Leto. Yeah, but he's like, he's pre Jared Leto. That's in fair. That film. And That's... he's really like, he's, he's not doing one of his Jared Leto performances. He's, he's so toned down and sure. very nonchalant. Fair enough. All right. So I guess we should do. An Oscar breakdown. Break Event Horizon was nominated for no Oscars. Bullshit. Big shock, Big shock there. Yeah. Now, um, our visual effects categories: Titanic, Lost World, Starship Troopers. Our sound categories are contained films like Air Force One, Con Air, and Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't get this at least one below the line nomination. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Sounds good. There's a few I would throw in there, like yeah. in the below the line, but not many. All right. 
And that's our Oscar okay. breakdown. All right, well, let's talk about this movie. Let's. Let's go to love this movie so much. This movie's a good time. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say something. And it's, it's Lawrence Fishburne is hard to say is a great actor. Uh, I think I disagree, but go on. I, I think he's great at what he does. I think he's amazing at the ones he does. I just, it's hard. Like it just, every, every time he speaks sounds like it's a script where it's for me. I, I, it's, he's, he's very, I'll say stagey. Yes. Yes. He, he has, he has a very stagey cadence. Like he does, like he sounds like the kind of guy who studied Shakespeare and performed it often. Yes. And that's kind of what I love about him. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Because uh, honestly, like I, I don't know a single Fishburne performance I've ever seen where I'm like, this guy could take a hike because he's great. No, that's the thing. I love everything he does. It just, it's, it's, it's like you said, I think it's that stagey kind of acting that he does where it's just, he makes me know that this is a movie and he never really feels real in his roles. But I think it's great because a lot of the roles that he does are kind of not supposed to be. Yeah. You don't, you he, don't really see him do every man kind of roles. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Like Furious Styles in, um, Boys in the Hood is probably one of the closest, like every man kind of roles he takes. And sure. even, even he is like the guy who is too good for his surroundings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, he, he still feels out of place in the film, but he doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, in, in this, he, he's got such a command though. Like, he does. So like he's, you, he's, he's very much the leader and it's not in a Morpheus kind of way. It's a, no, you're going to listen to what I said. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. He's so good. And he's see, Oh God. He's gorgeous in this film. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just drool. And Sam Neill is not one you see play the villain often. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm trying to think of a movie where he would have been outside of this. Nothing's no, it's really popping up. Now I gotta go look up. It's it's definitely one that's nice to see. Yeah, (laughs) because he fucking knocked that shit out of the park. He is wild in this movie. Yeah, like he has he has such a character arc. Uh, Oh, he plays Damien in Omen Omen Three. Oh, really? Yeah, I always forget about that. There might be a reason for that. There's a lot of stuff in here I just I just haven't seen. That's fair, yeah. But so about this movie though as a whole, I it's so like it's very sci-fi. It's 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 a lot like Alien, where it's that movie that's it just happens to be sci-fi, but it is fucking a horror movie and a yeah. half. Like, and it does yeah. not calm down. And then you, the way it's presented though, especially in like the beginning feels like it's just going to be a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not until the actual, and it's it's not very gory by any stretch, but it definitely has its fucking moments. Like, you know, watching his wife kill herself again in the tub, and mm-hmm. they didn't hold any back, and then, um, oh, what's the, the Gouging the eyes out. The, yep, and Jason Isaac's fucking being suspended. <laughs> like, there's some cool ass gore in there. And that's the horror that I enjoy. I enjoy gory horror, mm-hmm. especially when it's a little 
much. Um, yeah, but it still wasn't like overly done. Like, definitely not something I'm going to sit, you know, my kid and watch. But I think in like you saw it when you were 13. I think it's a perfect 13 year old kid movie to just yeah, introduce like, you to that kind of horror. Yeah, because it's it's not extreme, but it's mm-hmm. not not there. And you know, I I had seen other horror that's violent, but not like especially gory up to this point. Like I've watched a couple of nightmare on Elm street films and none of those are like gory, but they're bloody. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd seen, I'd seen scream, which the goriest thing you get is when the, um, the Drew Barrymore's boyfriend gets gutted at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yep. So, so I, I don't know if I was necessarily prepared for where this film was going to go. And it tripped me out. Yeah. So, and also one of the things I I've always enjoyed is uh, how many movies and other books, and I don't know where it originates from, but I always originate every, this type of transportation as the Tesseract from a wrinkle in time. Mm. Cause I always enjoyed how the wrinkle in time showed it with the ant and the string where it just kind of puts them together and then yeah. it goes from one point to the other. So I enjoy that kind of space travel or teleportation or however magic does the same yeah. damn thing. Yeah. So it's shortest, shortest distance between two points is zero. Yes. But so, yeah. So I mean, that adds that like sci-fi aspect to it. And that's kind of, I think one of those reasons why, I think some people like myself, and I think it was Josh Kahn who had said it, a kind of attribute sphere to this movie as well, because it has a Crichton-esque feel to it at points like that. Yeah. Because Crichton very much is one of those, like, this shit is sci-fi. This shit can't happen. Let me explain to you how it happens. Yeah. The, we're going to put the science into yeah. the fiction. Like, <laughs> it's, it's there. Yes. We're we're going to, we're going to give you some real, like, thought, thought processes and, um, theories and yep. you you can decide what you want after that or go full Crichton and go and here are the diagrams as well <laughs> <laughs> but and then uh, you get and then where the movie takes that left turn is and also this you know just happens to travel through hell that's okay right like, i know i don't know if they actually specifically say hell at any like i think outside of like characters saying oh my god we saw hell but it's or if it's just a chaos dimension or whatever but yeah it, I, i've i've i just figured that they kind of um you know end up in some kind of uh lovecraftian horror dimension or something like clive barker would come up with <laughs> so i i think i would like to see a follow-up to this where you go either direction you say it is hell and you have another ship that uses a gravity well that just happens to pass through heaven. They come back and they all kill themselves because they were in heaven and had to come back. Or you do go full Lovecraft and be like, they brought back Cthulhu. <laughs> so just turn it into like Dagon. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the kind of shit. Like I want to see that. Like I want to see somebody have the fucking balls to just do that kind of over the top. Kevin Smith, I feel like was a close person to bring it up when he kept talking about how he should have done the rapture in um, red state uh, in red state. Like if he'd have actually fucking done it, I, I would have had so much more respect for that man. It was, it, it would have been a much better ending. Yes. And that's, that's probably the last film of his I really enjoyed. So <sighs> you're not fucking wrong, dude. <laughs> want to talk about that later, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, 
I don't know, man. This this is a movie I think I will watch. Like I said, I watched it twice. I watched it on Friday, and then I watched it on Saturday. Yeah. Because I, I love this movie so much. I love sci-fi. And I uh, I tried to get Burns on with us because I felt like I owed that guy that's a good movie, and he's a big sci-fi guy. I was wondering uh, if that's who you were going for. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. So, Burnsy, if you listen, we're, we're going to get you in at some point with something sci-fi that's not... Was it the English Patient? No, it was. Uh, it was another boring fucking Africa movie. Uh, was he out of Africa? Did he come out of Africa? Of I think is that's what it was. Ugh. Yeah. So, Sorry, Burns. Yeah, I owe that guy a good movie. <laughs> yeah, just just give him his pick of the the animated films and exactly. You know, except for the couple that we already have. Yeah. For. But uh, so yeah, it, it's 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 something I will continuously go to. I think the the second you told me to pick a movie, I was like, I can't think of anything. And I know when you, uh, as soon as we were done talking to each other, it was like fucking event horizon. Of course, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And man, what a, I love this cast, like from top yes. to bottom. It's such oh, yeah. a good cast. Quinlan's great. Jolie Richardson is phenomenal in this mm-hmm. film. Forever 12 years old. Jack Noseworthy. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Noseworthy? I, that guy in the late nineties, I thought he was going to be the next A-lister and sometime in the early two thousands, he just disappeared. Yeah. I think a couple of, uh, missed opportunities and then he got sucked into the whole, uh, crime procedurals and can't get out of that. Yeah. Same thing happened to poor Richard T. Jones too. Yeah. Ends up in judging Amy and CSI Miami. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's great in this film. Yeah. I, and, I, don't think there's anybody I don't like in this movie at all. Jason Isaacs has always been another one of those where it's like, I can kind of, if he would have been the villain in the movie, like if he'd have been Sam Neill's character, it, it would have worked because I'm so used to seeing him as the bad guy. Yeah. But this is pre before he like starts playing the bad guy and everything. Yeah. Too, Cause he's not even like, we're still a couple of years away from the Patriot. Yes. <laughs> that movie exists. It's, yeah. No, it's Braveheart, but America. <laughs> um yeah and jason isaacs he's one of those guys if his name pops up in an opening credit so i'm immediately happier than when i walked in the movie yep and then of course he plays the uh the grand inquisitor on the first season of star wars rebels um, mm-hmm. he's, so, he's so good <laughs> and then sean pertwee let's let's not forget the doctor's son the doctor's son is sean pertwee the uh the pilot he's the son of john pertwee who was like the third doctor i didn't know that oh they look exactly alike <laughs> now that you say that and he oh, and that's he, right. a, he was alfred in uh in gotham in gotham yeah yeah that's about i was just about to say that he he's really good on that show too that's another show i need to go back and watch all of i watched it mostly because i love benjamin mckenzie mm-hmm. from the oc yeah and then um he was on that Southland, that cop show that was on like PBS for a while with Regina King. And okay. then in a later season, they bring in Michael Chiklis. So that's like my two favorite shows from the early 2000s. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, man. Well, I can't gush over this movie enough. It, you know, it, it, yeah, it's one of those, again, it's one of those bizarre movies that it's hard to talk about because. Mostly you come back to the the violence or you come back to but you can also come back to like 
some of the just nutty shit that goes on that's fucking funny. Like when Cooper co- like shoots himself back to the ship. <laughs> <with his laughs> it's like, I'm coming, motherfuckers! <laughs> it's so ridiculous and it's so like just comic and it works for this movie so perfectly because it has that again that that serious sci-fi feel where it kind of feels like alien and then it gets really horror and then you get that goofy horror in it with shit like that sometimes and like that's right and and i hate to call him the comic relief because you can either give that to him or sean pertwee Mm -hmm. but it it is Everybody, the, the entire crew is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take a moment to discuss Paul W.S. Anderson, oh. who directed this film, because it's so ridiculous to me that this is his follow-up to it's Mortal just, Kombat. It's just, it's so ridiculous just to talk about Paul W.S. Anderson. It, it, the man has had a patently ridiculous career. Yeah. Because he's made a lot of, like, especially, like, movies that I love. And then he makes Monster Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say I hate that Pompeii movie he directed. Have I seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, God, with Jon Snow. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I think I I named that my worst film of 2014. Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. He started with Shopping, which I haven't seen. You know, that's probably... One of the few of his I haven't seen as well. But then follows that shit up with probably, I don't even know if you can argue if Mortal Kombat is the best video game movie ever, because I think it is. It's it's on the short list of good video game movies. I I argue my favorite one is Detective Pikachu. It's a good argument. And the only reason why I don't ever think of that is because it's it's a movie with video game characters. But it's it, there was a Detective Pikachu. There was, but it wasn't that. It's an adaptation. I mean, if we're gonna count, listen, if we're gonna count the Super bad. Mario, yeah, if we're gonna count the Super Mario Brothers movie from '93. We can count Detective Pikachu. You, you, you I cannot argue. That, <laughs> I really can't. But uh, all right, so what she says: Mortal Kombat goes to Event Horizon back to back, pretty fucking phenomenal. It follows that up with Soldier with Kurt Russell, which is. Of course, the soft sequel to Blade Runner. Is it? So like, the same the same writer who wrote Blade Runner also wrote Soldier, and there are references to Blade Runner like as part of continuity in the film, but it's not like the direct sequel to Blade Runner or anything like that. Kind of like same universe, sort of. Yeah. They, they happened. Yeah. It, you know, they can't use words like replicant because yeah. it's... It's not produced by uh, Warner Brothers or whoever had the rights to Blade Runner at that time. Yeah. And Resident Evil was not a bad movie. I like I like a lot of the Resident Evil movies. Really? Some some because I think they're good to okay, and some because they're so bad they're just a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> okay, that's fair. The the last one that I watched was when she ended up finding out she's got weird powers and blows up ravens in the air with fire with her mind or something like that. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's so dumb, and I love it. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like I like the first one. I think the second one's okay. Yeah, he didn't direct that one. He just co-wrote yeah. it and produced it. He did direct Alien vs. Predator in the same year, which, of course, I love every Alien film. I think that might be the next franchise I binge. Both of them together. Alien like, and Predator. Alien and Predator. 
Yeah, watch them. Watch them in release order. Yep. Yep. That's good. That's a good choice. I, I don't like watching things in chronological order. Mm-hmm. It just always feels weird to me because production only gets... All right, let me rephrase this. Technology only gets better. Production doesn't always get better. No, but uh, technology gets better. So I like to see that. Uh, that's why I, I, I very rarely will start a Star Wars binge on episode one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Death Race. I haven't seen that one. That's a fun remake. Okay. Uh, the, I'll... I'll always prefer the original, but that remake's not terrible. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't seen The Dark. He didn't direct that one, though, so I guess... Yeah. Afterlife, Resident Evil, Three Musketeers I skipped because nothing will beat the perfection that is the 90s one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. I do do enjoy The Musketeer, though, that French kung fu action film one. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. I do like Mads Mikkelsen. <sighs> We're going to have to watch this movie now, aren't we? It's got that's Mads Mikkelsen. That, and Christoph Waltz. That's Shit. actually a... Fuck. Logan Lerman, Ray Stevenson. This is actually a fun cast. Okay, I'm going to watch this one. <laughs> I forgot how good this cast was. All right. Of course, of course, his wife. Yep. And Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter was so fucking bad. Like, <laughs> listen, it... If it was any worse, it'd be amazing. But it's not that bad. It's just they Uwe, didn't find the Uwe Boll probably, probably would have fucked it up just as much. Oof. So I, I'm definitely not going to say Uwe Boll would have made a better movie by <laughs> any fucking stretch. But yeah, I mean he he turned Ron Perlman into Goku. So <laughs> I, I, give him I might have to watch it again just to see how bad it is. Um, yeah. So, I, right, so I, I just, are we going out on a limb and saying this is possibly his best movie? I don't even think it's a possibly. Outside of not seeing The Three Musketeers, that's the only possibly, because that fucking cast is stacked as fuck. Uh, yeah. 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 This is, yeah. Event Horizon is his best movie. Yeah. Uh, without having seen Shopping. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's fair. Okay. I, and I can't imagine The Three Musketeers is better than this. Shopping's got a pretty stacked fucking cast, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is crazy. Jonathan Price, Sean Bean. What? He come out of the. No, he's got the fucking cast of Event Horizon in Shopping. So nice. <laughs> uh, good yeah. times. So, all right. Well, sir, let's, uh, let's move on and go into our worsty judgments. Well, um, I know this is going to be rare, but I, I don't feel like doing it to myself first. So I'm going to ask you first. Ooh, yeah. Does this movie deserve Best Picture? Okay, so uh, uh, looking at this Best Picture race, this is one of my all-time favorite Best Picture races. Because mm-hmm. we get this the 98 awards, right? Yeah, the, the 90, 97, 98 ceremony. Yeah. Um. And I'll say, like, as good as it gets, I, I kind of softened on over time, and I'm not sure I keep that in the category at this point. But, like, Full Money, Good Will Hunting, Ellie Confidential, those are incredible movies, and, and Titanic, for better or worse, deserves to be here. Like, it did so much for cinema. And looking around at what else we got, Sweet Hereafter and Wag the Dog, Boogie Nights, uh, hilariously, Boogie Nights by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, 
the two of them existing side by side. The reason that Paul Anderson now goes by Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good job, DGA. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure this deserves best picture. It's a film I love and a film I have a lot of fun watching, but just in such a stack year, 97 is too stacked. And I don't think this, I don't think this makes my 20. Wow. Uh, I'd really have, I'd really have to sit down with like the films of 97 and see yeah. where this sits. Like if it does make my 20, it's like 18 through 20. Sure. Um, fuck, I hate to say it, but I got to agree with you. Even when it comes to just personal favorites, this year was fucking stacked. Cause like fifth elements up against it too. Starship yeah. Troopers Starship up Troopers, against yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And those I, are... I, I put those two ahead of this one and I love this movie so much. So yeah. Uh, and Starship Troopers is one I, I, I constantly revisit. I think does probably make my top 10 of the year. Yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. And then of course, Men in Black comes out this year too, which oh, is yeah. just, you know, as far as like sci-fi fantasy, but, it's also a pretty stack. Gattaca's out this year, so you got a little more hard yep. sci-fi. Like it, we're really not lacking on anything this year. No, not at all. Because this, yeah, year, this year's so good, you you would almost think it ended in a nine, <laughs> right? Because um, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen L.A. Confidential, and as good as it gets, it's it's, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, and it's it's not aged very well. Yeah. But Goodwill Hunting is, you know, probably my favorite of the year. Yeah, uh, LA Confidential is mine, but Goodwill Hunting's in my top five. Yeah, easily in my top five. That film's incredible. Yeah, and you know, you're not wrong about Titanic. It's important for that movie to be in Best Picture. Is it Best Picture? No, yeah. but it is an important nomination. I think at the very least. So I cannot, yeah. in in all honesty, kick any of those out that I've seen. Uh, and even looking on the bottom half, like it's, I don't think Lost World probably should have been nominated for best visual effects because it really just was Jurassic Park's visual effects. Yeah. And I think that's essentially where it gets in. Yeah. I probably would kick out Titanic for best makeup and put it in this one. I put Event Horizon yeah. in that. I can, I can feel that. Uh, <sighs> Men in Black wins, though, and that's... It does, yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. (laughs) It is. Uh, Yeah, because editing, it's not, like, there's nothing special about the editing. The cinematography, it's dark. It's hard to give as dark a movie as this cinematography. Um, You can say that's a choice of how it's filmed, but... Yeah, (sighs) and I had a problem with, like, a lot of the, like, early stuff didn't look like it was it was restored very well. And I don't think the transfer of the restoration is very good. So we like, and this is watching it off of, uh, I watched it on Paramount plus. So same. Yeah. Pretty the highest quality I could get. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and somebody keeps bringing up and I cannot remember the name. I'm pretty sure it was a movie, but it could have been a show where it's either a dark film or dark show where it's used blue instead of black to show how dark it is that allows you to see as much as you can. I'm trying to remember a moment here. I can't remember. So if somebody can think of it, uh, Mr. O'Neill, I'm going to put it on you to find uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's been brought up a lot pretty recently, but it's kind of like, you know, what if Dune would have done the same damn thing where it's like, right. you can still convey darkness 
while being able to see. Yeah. So, and again, I know it's, it's, it's a choice at a certain point where it's just like, I want you to not see, but this, I don't think darkness was a theme of this film. I think you want to see as much of the chaos as you can. Yeah. Uh, So that's just one of those things. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Workman, is this the worst best picture? No, not, not even a little, uh, I think I gave this four stars on Letterboxd, and I again I think this movie's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's an easy watch. Uh, apparently, a lot of stuff was a lot of extra stuff was shot for this, and I'd like to see another half hour tacked onto it to make it to fill it out more, make it a little better. Yeah, it did feel short. Yeah, it, and and it's still like two hours, like or one one forty seven. I think it was one forty so, something. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, it. It's it's not hurting for runtime, but I, I think I think you top this out at two fifteen, and it, it's it it probably could have made the uh, my best picture, my top ten. Yeah, and I don't think there's a part in the movie like uh, uh, like in the sense of it could have added more of the science part. It could have added mm-hmm. more of the horror. It could have added more of the kind of character progression. Any of that could have been added yeah. and it wouldn't have taken away from anything. Yeah. And, and when, when a film makes me want to see more instead of just being like, something feels like it's missing. Like, yeah, that, that, that's a pretty good movie where I'm just like, yeah, give me more movie. I, I wish you would have put more in this and I would have had a much more fun time. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us our uh, event horizon to call it like, event dawn <laughs> i want the heaven part i think i think if, if i have to choose between mythos or religious I, i'd go i'd go religious have them go through heaven but still be dead yeah be interesting indeed all right well i think that is where we're going to call it here mr workman i miss the two of us talking together like this but as do i I'm excited to have our third man back. Me me too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the TikToks, and on the twitch.tv at Altorn underscore Occam. Where can we find you, Paul? Uh, you can follow me on TikTok. We're uh, at Shark Dressed Men, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering shark-related content. And you can follow me across the platforms of Twitter, and Letterboxd at Father of the Fear. In Letterboxd, I'm always keeping a running tally of all the films I'm watching. And this week, I got to see Black Adam. It's it's good. Yeah. I, I think it's much better than most people are saying it is. But at the same time, a lot of the, the criticisms you're going to hear about it are very true. Sure. It's a good movie. It, it was a fun time. It's one of those movies uh, I was listening to. Black men can't jump in Hollywood. And one of the hosts said that if he thought about it for any extra seconds, it all falls apart. He's not, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> nice. but, but it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good time. And if you allow yourself to have a good time during it, you probably will. Nice. I watched clerks three. I watched clerks three. <sighs> so I, I left it going. Okay. And then I let Paul have his piece <laughs> and any of my okay, just fucking shattered. Cause I was like, you know what? He's right. Um, 
if you want to watch Clerks 3, by the way, um, my suggestion is watch the Jersey trilogy. You got yep. all the jokes. You got them. Yep. That's the that's the uh I I I I will admit to you know crying at the end, but I know it was a forced. It was it was manipulated into me. So it did everything wrong for me. I yeah, I get it. I laughed maybe twice, and they were really like they were really random things like that had nothing to do with any of the very very referential things that are happening in the movie. Yeah, like one of them was that uh, like Randall's writing the script to clerks and he starts giggling about 37 and Dante's like banging on his office door saying he can't, you can't use 37. You can't use 37. You can't use that. And then Jay pops out of the smoke shop and he's like, Hey, shut the fuck up. It's nighttime. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard. <laughs> no, I get it. It's, <sighs> you know what? I, I had the thought earlier today is I just would, let Kevin Smith direct other people's stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Like his TV, his TV stuff has been. Yeah, his pretty work good. on the C, the CW Arrowverse, <laughs> mm-hmm. just fine. He like, Man was great. I loved He Man. Uh, or I, the Masters I don't, of the Universe. I don't particularly care for it, but uh, I think I've just damaged myself so much on that property that I can't like emotionally connect with it anymore. Fair. Um, like only only the movie, which is righteous as fuck it is so fucking amazing <laughs> yeah it is righteous so is good. the best word i think yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um uh he directed the first episode of that show reaper which i absolutely yeah, loved absolutely yeah just be a four hire guy kevin smith or just stop making movies and do your talking things and i i will still and i do still watch the uh evening with kevin smith stuff yeah, look, and I've watched them multiple times, and I still laugh my ass off on those. What? We're two years away from Clerks' thirtieth anniversary. He could take that on the road and do his talking engagements with Clerks. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. And and all those thirtieth anniversaries will start falling in line right after that. Yeah. Like, I like Kevin Smith, and I I want for him to be successful, and I want for him to make good art, but just he hasn't been. No, it's just because he can't be indie anymore. He, he does no. not have the ability to be indie anymore. And no, I think that's and... where he thrived. And he's just got too much of his own budget to be able to you know, make his money back. And and it's one of those things where I think he's learned all the wrong lessons from his failures, his flops. Um, and after watch after watching all of Martin Scorsese's filmography and discussing like how each of them did and how he responded to him. It's a real shame that Kevin Smith wasn't brave enough to continue doing what he wanted to do and instead kept just going back to the well. Yeah. Doubling down on the bad. I still love the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, again, he's, he's one of those guys where I I have so many people in Hollywood where I'm like, I, you seem like the nicest person in the world and I want you to be successful. I just, can you do something else? <laughs> can you be successful somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree. It's sad. All right, sir. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Hey, Paul. Yes. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching the, we are starting on the category best unique and artistic feature 
in which we will be watching the film, the silent film Sunrise from 1927. I look forward to this long new category of ours. Yep, we, we're going to be going for a while. Buckle up, bitches. Yep, it's going to be a bumpy night. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Trav for producing our podcast. You can find Trav on his podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, our sister podcast. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWorstyPod and on Facebook at the OscarWorstyPod Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Oh, my heart is going pitter, pitter, pat. That's right, bitch. So for Jonathan, Quentin, Zach, whom we miss, and uh, Jack Noseworthy. Hey, come back to the mainstream. Yes. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day.